morning. It's Amy here on the Amy Mills Live Show. Happy Sunday. I hope that you are up and Adam and getting ready for your day. I'm excited that I get to join you here every Sunday. If you missed yesterday's show, please go to amymillslive.com and pick it up. We are covering the promises of God right now. And um, in the middle, kind of winding down this series, but Yesterday, we talked about the incredible promise of Romans 8, 28, and I got to tell a really cool story about um, how uh, this guy, Mike Shreve, whose book I'm reading about the promises of God, he uh, ha- was doing these assemblies at schools back in the 70s where kids were getting saved by the hundreds, and Madeline Murray O'Hare, uh, the American atheist, got a hold of it and began legal action towards him. But luckily, the local newspaper uh, was in support of him, and he got to keep doing this. But what he did is, uh, I guess she didn't ever uh, bring legal action against him. The story doesn't say, but the point of the story is that uh, many years later, this guy was able to reach out to Uh, O'Hare's son who had been born again and the guy actually came and spoke at one of the largest tent revivals ever in North Carolina and so he just showed how this curse of this woman um, trying to shut down his ministry literally you know God turned it into a blessing it gave him inroads to be able to to reach out and contact her son and and literally have the very bloodline that was trying to shut down his ministry come and um, minister and have people saved. So we stand on God's promises, believing at a level that maybe we don't even understand. I, I think that, you know, one of the things that Camille Walker and I talked about last week on the show was that we have to do things as an act of our will as Christians, as believers. We do some of these things uh, in our Christian faith as an act of our will until we began to feel it and see it. As believers, we don't run around only living and acting by feelings. This is this is a this is a immature entry level way into Christianity, which that's where we all start, so that's okay. But that's not where we're supposed to stay. Amen. I mean, we are supposed to mature, as the Bible says. We are supposed to go from milk to solid food. So the Lord can give us deeper things of faith that grow us. And start to literally create miracles in our lives and turn curses into blessings. And it takes our participation. You know, God is a God that can do all things in our life, but it takes willing, active participants. You know, it's just like when I go into ministry through my ministry, which is Sold Out Ministries. If you want to check it out, it's S-O-U-L-E-D. When we go into ministry with women, Um, or even men who are desperate to get their lives changed and who have strongholds and bondages that they want gone. 
we can't help them at all through the spirit if they are not passionate, active, willing members wanting these things to be gone out of their life. I mean, we've had people come to our events. They're freedom events. You are coming there to get set free and have a change in your life. But we start to minister to people and we can just tell there are certain things in their life. They're not ready to give it up. They are not ready to hand it over to God. And it can be out of rebellion. It can be out of fear. It can be out of mistrust. It can be for a lot of reasons. But my point is you have got to be a willing participant to go to the next level with God in your faith. Amen. Does that make sense? All right. So what we want to do today is we are going to jump into at least one promise with a really cool story from uh, this author of a book I've been looking into. And if we uh, have time, we will go to a second uh, promise. But but what I'd like to do, hopefully, in closing today is go into one of uh, my favorite scriptures, which is uh, in Isaiah, and just talk a little bit about the multiple promises that that are in um, this scripture. The first one that we are going to dial into today with a story from this author. And if you heard yesterday, I talked about this guy has an incredible life, an incredible, oh my gosh, plethora of testimony because he's just totally and completely sold out for Christ. He lives and believes at such a high level. Literally, this guy walks and stands on the promises of God. And I mean, he doesn't let go. He doesn't let go until he sees it come uh, about in his life. But this is um, a pretty cool scripture in Isaiah 57. It says, For thus says the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. We're talking about God. I dwell in the high and holy place with him who has a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite one. In this scripture, the word revival has been used. Um, well, the, the word revival, let me say, has been used um, so much that it's, it's really lost its intensity sometimes. But to be, if you review it literally, it means to be restored back to life. To be raised from the dead. Can, can I say that again? Do you know that the word revival in the Bible means to be restored back to life? To be raised from the dead? A true revival is much more, okay, than a series of evangelistic meetings or tent revivals back in the good old days. Um you know, that we attend or even they have them at local churches. A true revival is a spiritual resurrection, an awakening of destiny and purpose and fervency towards God. There are two conditions that the Lord attaches to this promise in Isaiah, that he dwells in the high and holy place with him, with you and me, if we have a contrite and humble spirit, to revive the spirit of the humble, and to revive the heart of the contrite. All right, what I want to do is dive deep into this scripture, and I want to give you a story about uh, how this actually came to be, how this promise 
uh, literally was applied to someone's life. Hey guys, thanks for taking a short break with me. I am super excited to invite you to a life-transforming, mountain-moving, inner-healing, get-rid-of-the-junk-in-your-trunk event. It is called Redemption Weekend, and it radically changed my life 20 years ago. It will change your life, too. Redemption Weekend is August 2nd through the 4th at T-Bar M Retreat Center. Do not live another minute with strongholds in your life that are binding you from being all God intended you to be and all that you hoped for. Go to amymillslive.com and click redemption. Welcome back. It's Amy here. We are talking about Isaiah 57 being a promise from God. I want to talk to you about the conditions on this first. It uh, On Isaiah 57, I dwell in the high and holy place with him who has a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite. God has two conditions here. First, the seeker must approach God with a contrite spirit. Let's talk about that real quick. The word contrite means an attitude of godly sorrow, being grief-stricken and repentant over sins or shortcomings. You know, that just came up at Redemption Weekend, um, the ministry event that we do through Sold Out Ministries. We do it twice a year, and it's where people just get a radical life change. And um, it, we have to see godly sorrow when we are repentant. You know, we can be sorry about something, but not truly repentant. And repentant, true repentance, often involves something called godly sorrow, where you literally are are, are grief-stricken over a, a way of life or a sin pattern or a f- way of living that you, the Lord reveals to you. It's, it's something the Holy Spirit has to reveal to you. And, and, and then we are convicted and it's a Holy Spirit convicting us. Be clear. The Holy Spirit does not condemn you. The Holy Spirit convicts you. There's a big difference. Convicting is like pricking our spirit and saying, this is not, this is not what God has for your life. And it goes down so deep that we have a contrite heart about it. Godly sorrow. Now, second, it says the seeker must approach God with humility. The word humble comes from the word humus, meaning ground or dirt. So the humble person is one who gets down. It, it means dirt level. And, and don't take that the wrong way. It means acknowledging your utter dependence on God and his utter helplessness without the creator's help. Our utter helplessness without the creator's help. This is where you come to the place in life where you say, I need a savior. 
I need a higher power. I need somebody who knows more than me, who thinks higher than I think, who has ways that are well above my ways. And this is the place that God needs our heart to truly receive him. Uh, This story goes on to say, those who humbled themselves in the sight of the Lord, you're acknowledging his omnipotence, and under the mighty hand of God have a promise of being lifted up. All right, so the humble in the way that we are talking about, when you're humble to the level that you know your utter dependence has to be on God, it says that you are lifted up. You will be exalted to the high and holy place where God's spirit and God's word can revive the broken and the bruised heart, restoring it to a state of righteousness, you guys. I see this all the time in my ministry where we finally come to that place of true godly sorrow and brokenness and we literally are on our face before the Lord, humble at his feet with a contrite heart. And that is where I see God able to lift up and revive and restore broken human beings. That is where I see the weak made strong. That is where I see myself become depressed to joyful. That is where the defeated are made victorious. They're made alive again. Amen? Amazing. All right, here's a story I want to share. Let me jump into it, and I'll probably have to um, take a short break before I can finish it. But this guy's talking about a story from addiction to liberation, which is exactly where we're talking about um, this scripture, Isaiah 57, taking us, where the holy God dwelling in a holy place um, can take a contrite and humble spirit and revive it and revive the heart. The author, Mike Shreve, says, I've seen this supernatural reality evidenced over and over again. And I have too. I have through sold out ministries. And he said, including a number of incidents in my own family. Right after this guy found the Lord, he began claiming this promise. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you and your household will be saved. Okay, another promise. Acts 16, uh, 31. He said, I would often make this declaration. I claim my brother, my sisters, every uncle, aunt, and cousin. For the kingdom of God. And then he would call them by name. I'm telling you, this guy just is like a fireball. (laughs) Many experienced salvation, he said, through my witness. But none was as radical as a change of a, a cousin that he saw who had a high paying corporate position, a nice home, a wife and children. Then he began experiencing, I'm I'm sorry, experimenting with drugs. Uh, First, he said it was marijuana. Then the guy went to pills, to acid, then to heroin. He said this hole just kept getting deeper and deeper. He said it was costing him over $250 a day to satisfy the demands of his addiction. And he, of course, I mean, we know the rest of the story, right? The guy goes on to lose everything. 
and uh, he was living on the street in uh, an old beat-up Volkswagen. Uh, but he said, uh, I kept claiming the soul of my cousin for salvation. And he began, I'm sorry, he, he continued to claim Acts 16:31, and he began to proclaim Isaiah 57 over this cousin's life. I mean, he would not give in. And he said one morning he felt strangely compelled to visit uh, an uncle that he hadn't seen in about 10 years. So he drove all day to Orlando, Florida and arrived at about nine o'clock that night. He said, I just happened to be in Orlando that weekend participating in a series of revival meetings and staying with my parents. When I got back home at about 11 o'clock, my cousin was sitting there. And what happens next is just going to blow your mind. You could be the next success story at Focused on You Chiropractic. Patient Bruce came in with lower back and shoulder pain and neuropathy in both feet. In less than three months, his neuropathy was nearly gone and no pain. Patient Jean came in using a cane necessary for walking, and on day five, Jean showed up with no cane. Dr. Ben and Dr. Gerard make scientific specific adjustments with results. They educate patients on nutrition, exercise, and neurotoxicity, helping alleviate unnecessary pain and suffering. Click FocusedOnYouChiropractic.com. guys, it's Amy here on the Amy Mills Live Show, and we are finishing a story about um, this man that has been proclaiming God's promises over the life of his family and uh, tells of how his cousin went literally from riches to rags because of drug addiction. He has wound up... um, at his parents' house for a series of, I guess, revival meetings. And he says when he gets home at about 11 o'clock, the cousin uh, that he's been praying for and believing God's promises for that literally has a story that most of us would honestly say the guy's doomed. He's done for, you know, there's no way this guy is going to come back from this drug addiction, living on the streets, you know, if he, I know, I've heard people say if he lost his family and his kids, he'll lose every, you know, he'll lose anything, you know, so this is really the story of this guy. So he says, the cousin is there at his parents' house. He wasn't expecting this. He said, I could tell he was high. I found out later he had shot heroin before I'd got to the house. Um, He said, so I waited for my parents to go to bed. Then I shared my concerns about his choices in life and what true biblical salvation was all about. He said, after about a half hour, he said, I'm ready, man. I'm ready. So we went to our knees and he said, and I led him in a prayer of salvation. He said, I will never forget what happened next. He looked up at me startled and he said, I'm not high anymore. He said, I feel this power in the air all around me. And Mike said, that is the Holy Spirit. And he feels even better when he comes on the inside of you. 
So the guy says, let's, let's do it. Let's go for it. And he started praying and praying. The guy did. The guy that was high, that's not high anymore. Suddenly, with astonishment written all over his face, he stopped praying. And then he said, stumbling over his speech, he said, I, I just had a, um, uh, I, well, um, I just had a, uh, like a hallucination. It was like, and the guy interrupts and he said, was it a vision? And he said, yes, yes, that's it. I, I think I just had a vision. And he said, well, what happened? And he goes, you're going to think I'm crazy. But when he, uh, he said, when I closed my eyes, I saw the Lord with me. We were in a wrestling ring. He said he had me in a half Nelson with my shoulders on the canvas, and I was crying, uncle. He said, I knew that instant it meant that I give up. I surrender. This guy was in such astonishment. He started laughing, and he said, okay, well, everyone I know gets saved by crying out, Jesus, but if you got saved by crying out, Uncle, I'm going to go with it. <laughs> he said, it was your vision, and I'm going to believe what you say. He goes on to say, this whole story was crazy, amazing. He said, he really did get saved. He said, my cousin quit heroin that night, and he never went through any withdrawal. Three weeks later, he was baptized in the Holy Spirit. Then he received a calling to preach. He said he had fallen into a low place of degradation and evil. But he came to God. Here it is, Isaiah, with a humble and contrite heart. God lifted him to the high and holy place, even within a vision. Took him into his own presence. Gave him a new spirit, revived his heart, resurrecting him from death and sin to a life of righteousness, standing in the sight of heaven. God removed from him the stony heart of rebellion and gave him a heart of flesh, a sensitive feeling heart that yielded to God. Do you know that's another promise of God, Ezekiel eleven nineteen. He will remove from you a stony heart and replace it with a heart of flesh. God will revive your heart also, no matter what you've been through. Can we just proclaim this right now? I proclaim that because I have approached God with godly sorrow for the errors of my past and humbled myself under his mighty hand, he has lifted me to the high and holy place where he daily will revive my heart and my spirit. Death has vanquished when my Savior rose from the grave. So now that I, in him, I'm healed of all the death-dealing blows I've received in this world. My faith, love, joy, hope, and dreams are resurrected to life in Christ, this is God's promise to me. I claim the supernatural impartation, and I expect its manifestation in my life. Guys, we are not going to be able to get to that favorite scripture of mine in Isaiah, but I want to come back to that next week 
it'll be a really fantastic way um, to uh, complete this series. Now, sometimes I say that and then the Lord brings more and more and more and more. And so in my own brain, I'm thinking we're going to kind of come to a halt, but we'll see what the Lord does. And I guess I would just close this way today. Um, If you want the rest of these podcasts and all the podcasts that have come before, all the radio programs are at amymillslive.com. You can also go to Sold Out Ministries and find out all about our next events and what we do through this ministry, a freedom ministry. And, you know, praying the promises of God is going to bring freedom in your life and in your soul and in your spirit, in your mental capacity. And I just want you to know that God is so close to the circumstances of your life right now, right where you are. And you may feel numb. You may have no feelings at all. You've come to a place of just being blank. I want you to know that the Lord is closer than you think. He is nearer than you think. And if you begin to pray God's word, His promises over your life as an act of your will, not because you feel like it, not because you want to, but because you know that the truth is that if you will begin to speak this life over your life, changes are going to come. There's no way, there's no way that it cannot return back to God void. It says God's word will go out and it will accomplish its purposes. And that means in your life and mine. Thanks for being here. Join me next Saturday at 9 o'clock and next Sunday at 9.30. This is Amy on the Amy Mills Live Show.